0: The story of two dental hygienists from opposite sides of the world who became friends because they realized their professional lives were so in sync.
1: One in Australia and one in America, both exuding their high passion for high level patient care, both pushing back on legacy dentistry.
0: If you are ready to revolutionize the practice of dental hygiene through science and innovation, join us as we are Disrupting Dentistry. Hello, and welcome to a new episode of the Disrupting Dentistry podcast. Thank you to our loyal listeners for being so patient with us. We took a break over the holiday, and it took us a while to get back together and get some content out to you guys. But here we are. We're happy to be back. It's January 2022, and this is your American host, Melissa Obraca.
1: And this is your congested Australian host, Tabitha. (laughs) So... I probably sound a little different tonight. I'm just a little bit stuffy. Sorry, everyone. I um I caught the spicy cough. So I've been at home <laughs> congested <laughs> and sweating, as my whole family is at the moment. But it meant that it was easier to catch up at the moment while we're all quarantining. And um I think we all thought 2022 was gonna be a whole new year with um, you know, with putting some of COVID behind us, but I think COVID's hitting us around the world. Harder yeah. than
0: ever. Yes, I agree, and it's yeah. hard to kind of like if you look at it in retrospect. At least this is how I've been. Like, what was it all for? What was all the quarantining for? Yeah. What was all the change in lifestyle for? You know, we're we're actually in a worse spot now than we've ever been. So I know we were all doing the best we could with the knowledge that we had at the time, but I, I just feel like we need to find a better way to manage this for our mental health. Yeah, you know, and and you know. Uh, Keep people safe. That's obviously the prime directive, but something's got to be done differently in my opinion because what we're doing is clearly not really stopping the spread or getting it under control.
1: No, well, (laughs) in Australia for our global listeners, we actually went really well with really low numbers for a really long time, but we're being hit really hard, and now we have per head per capita. I looked from the John Hopkins report last week. We've got the highest numbers in the world. So... I went on holidays, made it all the way to Hawaii and back with no COVID and then went to a barbecue last week, sat outside, social distanced, but the kids don't. Like, you know, they're playing and they're they're always on top of each other and then the house that we went to the very next day, they started to feel sick and we found out they all had COVID and then we found out we all had COVID about two days and then two days again later. So... It's been a couple of days of sweating and headaches and going, the one time I relaxed, mm. and look what happens. But um, yeah, I think we're going to have to still be very fluid, very flexible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Learn how to uh, make changes very quickly in 2022. Still, it's not going to be um, putting it behind us as much as we thought, unfortunately. But look, yeah. we've definitely seen the world's opening up a little bit and where. Getting to see friends and family and um, stuff like that. So that's one positive. I think the biggest stress for me now is those that I can now go see my grandma who's in her 80s because she's in another state and haven't been allowed to go there. But then I'm like, oh my God, if I bring her COVID, I'll kill her. Yeah, like, that's just like scary that stress is too. still, you got that stress if you've got immunocompromised family members or something like that. Mm-hmm. That stress is still really high all the time. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see how we move forward, but hopefully we start like getting less and less serious variants and it keeps moving in that projection. Like we're moving and then right. we go okay. to endemic instead of pandemic.
0: Oh, from your lips to God's ears, please. Yeah. But that is, that is a, speaking of our, our uh, you know, our topic today is goals and goal setting. So that's a goal. It's a COVID goal. Let's yeah, get to I the know, <laughs> Please. So yeah, that's what Tabitha and I discussed. We wanted to start 2022 um, obviously out with uh, an episode where we can kind of like look at ourselves uh, professionally and personally and and set the tone for what we want to achieve for the year. Um, I love to set goals for myself. I get I get bored really quick. So I constantly need that like what's the next thing? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? And like I'll dig in and work super hard because I don't like feeling like not proficient at something so I'll dig in, work super hard. And then when I get to that level where I feel comfortable and proficient, then I start to tail off and be like, okay, well, where's the next thing that's going to challenge me? Um, that's just my crazy, my brand of crazy personality, but, and I know that my sister over here is very similar. (laughs) So, um, yeah. So what we wanted to to discuss today is like, you know, how do you set goals for yourself, but not just professionally but personally? And and then how do you actually make them achievable? And you know, a lot of things that we do, we don't really know how to measure it per se. So, you know, when it comes to things in your operatory, how do we go about making something like that measurable? Because those are are that's data that's really important to present with your doctor when you're looking to ask them for something like a raise, you know? So what are the extra um procedures that you might have suggested for a patient or been part of that diagnosis process with the doctor and and then got the treatment, um, the treatment was actually accepted and then completed. Like that's all part of how you bring value to a practice. So, you know, trying to measure those things, but then also measuring like, what goals are you setting for yourself as a clinician this year? Like, what do you want to achieve? Do you want a new piece of equipment? Do you want to try to do a new procedure? Do you want to take a course and get certified in something and then start doing that in your operatory? So there's like so many different ways to kind of look at this. And then, you know, personally, like, what does it look like for you? What do you want to achieve this year? Do you want to save more money? Do you want to buy a new car? Do you want to get out of debt? Like what, what what areas and and how do the things professionally cross over to those goals personally as well? So that's kind of what we wanted to talk about today and just, you know, share a little bit of the things that we do outside of our jobs and and how, what's the driving force and the motivation and the goal and kind of give you guys examples of the things and how we we lay these things out.
1: Yeah. So have you got any learning goals for this year, Melissa?
0: Oh my gosh, yes! <laughs> a million, a million learning goals. So, um, for those of you who don't know, I have taken a more active role with an EMS here in the U.S. So, this is new for me. So, I am learning tons um, just in a different type of position. So, that's number one on my list. Um, but as as a hygienist, um, my I really wanted to. Take a course on myofunctional therapy in 2022, and really dig and learn more about that. I'm currently reading a book called Jaws by Sandra Khan. it's yeah, another- good, isn't it? Yeah, very good. Um, <clears throat> so that I'm just learning so much in this book, which ties back into myo. Um, but it's incredible just how like how our our uh, species, like our population, has just changed the way we eat and the way that our food industry is yeah. affects our job. Like it's just, and it's so- our bones, and, and it's just so interesting. And if somebody told me this 10 years ago, I'd look at you like you're crazy, but I'm at the right point in my own journey to like, be like, yeah, I get this now. And I look at my daughter, like I want my daughter enrolled in Maya, like that's on my to-do list, like ASAP. And I think she needs to see somebody that can do like a freno release for her because she's been suffering with asthma her whole little life. And I, she has a tongue tie and, um, she's got a smaller jaw. So I I really do feel like she has airway issues and I I just want to do a case study with her and see if that changes a lot of her situation. So that, that was really like the overarching thing on my to-do list. How about you?
1: Yeah, I'm actually, well, I've done my functional therapy, but where I really want to dig deeper in, but it kind of ties into the book that you're reading. I've read it before and it's really good. Um, I really want to improve my skills in nutrition Mm. and not just be about sugar is bad. Obviously, we know sugar is bad. We know that. Um, But more being able to level up my care with patients, with talking to them about, you know, you need to reduce complex carbohydrates and you need to increase foods like this and probiotics and we're doing peri-treatment because we know that looking after our whole body makes a difference to how we heal and repair. And so I am doing a qualification in nutrition at the moment and my goal for this year is to finish it and so that I can then take those skills and really put them into work and level up on that side for me and my patients, really take my patient care to another level but take my knowledge to another level as well so um that's what I really want to do this year um learning wise like obviously I love learning like you and this I'll want to learn a million things on the side but I really want to take that level up a bit higher yeah that's incredible
0: because it's so true like you know I have those conversations with patients in, in non-surgical periodontal therapy like hey before we even start this these are the things we have to consider like <laughs> You know, we can get a good result or we can get a great result. It depends on how much effort you put into this. So, you know, and and people don't even realize, like when you say, because dentistry, like you said, is always focusing on sugar. But people don't realize, you know, their Starbucks drink is loaded with sugar. Like they don't make those connections all the time. Like they think if you're not eating sweets, like cake, cookie, ice cream, it's technically not sugar. Right. So it's just interesting.
1: They've got like 20, 30 but they're worse than having a coke
0: a cola yeah like, yeah i just thought like their new pistachio drink somebody put something in social media that it had like 11 tablespoons of sugar in it something like ridiculous
1: i um i i posted today on instagram actually um an infogram from another um, facebook page i shared it and they showed how much sugar was in like we call it a Slurpee in Australia. Do you call it a Slurpee, a frozen drink? We have Slurpees from 7-Eleven. Yeah, it's like an yeah. icy fruit drink. Yeah, like yeah. an icy fruit drink. So, like, a large one of them is equivalent to, like, what was it? i look it up because it was ridiculous. I was like, it's, it's 20.5 teaspoons of sugar, but that was equivalent to two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven and a half ice blocks. Now, as a parent, could you ever imagine saying to your kid, You can have seven and a half ice blocks. Is an ice block like a sugar cube? Oh no, no, no! An ice block is like oh, what do you call it? So it's like, like an ice cream, but it's um, like on a stick, but it's it's oh, ice pop. We call that ice ice pop. Yeah. So it's equivalent to seven and a half ice pops. Could you ever imagine saying to your kid, "You can eat that box of ice blocks or ice pops"? You would never let in one go. You would never say yes. But, like, you kind of get fooled when you're out and it's just in a cup, don't you? Yeah.
0: You don't think that you're consuming that much.
1: Because the volume isn't as large. So you kind of like, oh, yeah, it's not that bad. And, <clears throat> and you know, it's – and, like, I don't let my kids drink Coke or anything like that. But then, you know, there's so many other things that you have that you think, oh, hang on, what is the sugar in that? Like, so many breakfast cereals are worse than having oh, a Krispy yeah. cream donut. Absolutely. So um, I think, yeah, I would love to learn more on, exa- on how to discuss that with patients as well. So it's in a non-confrontational way, but really doing a lot more diet counseling in my appointments and and yeah. spending more time educating them on that because I think it can make a huge difference to what we're doing.
0: So I just looked up while we were talking um, <clears throat> a Starbucks chai latte. Sorry, Starbucks, you're certainly not. Oh God, I love
1: chai latte. Don't kill me yet.
0: Um, you're gonna die. Are you ready? Yeah. Forty-five. Well, forty-five grams of sugar. Oh my god! Grams. One teaspoon is four grams of sugar, by the way. So now I'm looking up what is the. That's eleven
1: teaspoons of sugar in a chai latte. That's my favorite drink.
0: <laughs> Guess you're getting it skinny from now on. Um which they do have
1: sugar-free. I don't actually drink them very often because I know that they're sweet. I just didn't know they were that bad. I, it's a very much a treat drink for me. I just didn't realize it was that bad.
0: Yeah. I mean, mine is I used to – I had a Starbucks next to my old office, like right down the street, and if I had a rough day, I would go get a green tea frap with a marshmallow dream bar and eat that on the way home <laughs> because I would eat my feelings.
1: <laughs> so But I, but I won't be, be wasting them on a – right? like you don't realize
0: that look look how many calories i'm wasting on on a drink so it says the american heart association suggests added sugar limit of no more than 100 calories per day which equates to six teaspoons or 24 grams of sugar per day so you had two two doses worth two days worth of sugar in a chai tea latte
1: if you have one of those slurpees you'll have like your week's worth
0: yeah seriously like i'll have this today and i'll be fasting for the rest of the week yeah. no,
1: it, it, there's so much hidden sugar which we can do a whole episode on that but it, yeah it's crazy yeah, For sure, for sure. Um,
0: but again like it's it's not about just that messaging it's about how do we replace it like what are we replacing in their diet with and you know I, when it comes to periodontal therapy like we really do need to look at this in a more comprehensive way it's not just i mean obviously carries we understand the connection with the risk yeah. of that right But like, we don't always consider the fact that, you know, carbohydrates, that's going to feed the pathogens in their mouth that are causing their periodontal disease. It's just, it's just setting them up for success, you know? So it's, it's really, we really as dental hygienists and dental professionals in general have to take a more comprehensive approach to, um, you know, periodontal treatment and and it's got to be more than you know let's quad scale you and and go home and brush and floss that that doesn't work we've observed that for many many years we know it doesn't work you know we can get a short-term result but what's the
1: long-term result and so what are some work-wise goals for you this year well for me goal for
0: my first three months is to just kind of get acquainted to this new role um but with my, uh, badass hygiene platform. And if you're not on there, I would love to see you on there. It's at, uh, Gosh, I sound like an announcer now. Um, (laughs) but I actually restructured the network a little bit. I uh, made it so that the community is free and open to everyone. And, um, there's like some premium things that are coming in 2022, which I'm really excited about. Um, I have what's called a badass science ball on there. So, because I am a giant dental nerd self-proclaimed, I'm constantly reading and researching things. So, when I do, I just drop it in that bowl so that, you know, it's available to all of the members in Badass Hygiene. And um, <clears throat> I've been talking to a lot of my OG members who are amazing clinicians and and you know, we all have our niche in dentistry and dental hygiene. So, um, I have some really cool people that are working on creating courses that are going to be available on there on demand. Um, and you know, I wanted to do some live events too, but life is a little bit hectic right now. So I'm hoping in the next couple of months we can have some, you know, maybe at least once a month, some kind of live collaboration where, you know, I, I really kind of looked at this platform to be the mentor for like, you know, I looked at, I kind of reflected like, What did a baby hygienist Melissa need that she didn't have? And it was mentorship. Like I had a really amazing mentor early into my career. Shout out to Linda Bell. Love you. Um, But after I worked with her, after I had Mia, I, I was the lone ranger for many, 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 many years. And if I didn't go to courses and network and meet people, I, I would have felt very isolated and alone. Because, you know, you lose touch with your hygiene friends after a while, you know, when you get into that phase of life where you're having kids and then you're running around doing things with your kids. So there's that. But then, like, when you do see them, it's more like social and you're not really talking sharp so much. So it's more like, I'm just happy to see you and da 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 da. But like to have that thing like day to day when you go in the lab and you're like oh I'm so frustrated because blah 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 happened, and you don't have a person to share that with. That's what I saw dental uh, badass hygiene as. Like I want you to be able to pick up your phone and say guys I have a patient who this just happened like this is what I did. Do you have suggestions or like, Hey, this check out this case. Like, what do you think I should do here? Or or does anybody have a tip or, you know, and we, we've had some really awesome conversations in there. One of our members was having a, um, a meeting with her team and she was suggesting some new technology and a new treatment protocol And everybody kind of like chimed in and helped her out and gave her some stuff to help her make that presentation go smoothly. And she said, so far, it's been really successful. So like, that's, that's what sets my heart on fire. Like seeing things like that happen. So I I guess my goal is to put more in there.
1: (laughs) Professionally this year is to know my worth and stick to it.
0: Oh girl.
1: Yes. 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 So that's my goal for this year to um I think I can be a little bit of a people pleaser in my clinical life sometimes and I think that I haven't been enjoying my role recently because I haven't been enjoying the workplace so um, I'm going to do something about it. I think I'm going to make sure I know my worth and I'm only going to be working at a practice where I feel like that's being respected and that's really hard I think that's probably the biggest thing I've struggled with in dentistry is the um, the imbalance of power of dental hygienists inside the practice and yes. our exploitation, to be honest, um, yes. is how yeah, it yeah. feels. 100%. And I know in Australia and America at the moment, we're a hot commodity and mm-hmm. there's a lot of jobs out there. There's a lot of people advertising and can't get people and there's no use staying somewhere where you're not feeling like it's a respectful workplace to what we actually bring and the value that we bring so I've decided that you know I always say to people don't put up with it but I probably put up with stuff a little bit too much so this year, my worth and I'm not gonna put up with it if I don't think it's 100% for me anymore that's
0: incredible and you know uh, as a fellow serial people pleaser I totally understand where you're coming from And, you know, we do, we, we co-sign people's expletive bullshit all the time because we're like, we know that the other side could be even darker and it's hard for us to go, you know, test the waters and find a place between leaving my prosto practice and the practice that I was just in, I was in five different dental offices and it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun at all, but you know, it's, it was part of the journey. And in the moment, it's frustrating, but I think it, I learned so much from it. It was incredible. And I can reflect back now and like, I'm kind of glad it happened, but you know, we, we do, we, we accept things that are beyond our worth all the time because somebody else tells us so. And it is the hierarchy of, of how practices are established, Yeah, you know, and, and unfortunately we have all of the authority, I'm sorry, all of the responsibility and none of the authority. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah, 100%. And then I also want to work on my business more as well and start putting my personal interests a bit higher. So I've been working on my business with um, continuing education through Level Up Preventative Care. And yeah, we've had a great first six months. And I've got a year planned out with more events. And we'll see how it goes. COVID definitely is throwing a spanner in the works all the time on me. And (laughs) I've learned pull and pivot and, and do things like we all have to. So it just it is what it is. But support so far has been really, really good from people in Australia and I really appreciate it and I'm hoping just to put more effort into that for a little bit. And I also think this one borders on work professional and personal, but I need to get better with um, boundaries and work-life balance. Yes. Yes. I'm someone that kind of can get a little bit obsessed with something that I'm doing if Mm -hmm. I'm enjoying it. And then Mm -hmm. it just consumes me and I'm like doing it for like 20 hours a day and I don't sleep anyway. So like it's just like, ah. So I really want to start having some better boundaries and more downtime and making sure I'm more present in situations other than like checking my emails and going, oh, God, i got this and this and this because I'm trying to juggle so many things.
0: Right, right. And I've had that same issue as well. And you know, it's really kind of hitting me hard now that my daughter is going to be graduating high school this year and going off to college. And it's like, time does not wait for you. So, you know, at that moment where you're like reading an email or responding to a text message, and it's somebody else that you're putting in front of yourself and your family when you know, it's like work is done. Yeah, because I've, I've done the same, you know, and I, the thing it's, I've gone through lots of therapy. <laughs> I continue to work on me because I always want to be the best version of me, not only for others, but for myself. Um, but it's, it's what I've learned. Cause I would do that whole, like beat yourself up over it, you know, and just live in this place of like ki- guilt and, and, and it consume you and you feel stuck because of it, but you can't go back and change it. You could only learn from it and move forward and do better. So you know, there's no sense in beating yourself up for whatever you've done in the past. Just, I think it's tremendous that you even recognize it and you're taking strides to do something about it. And, and I am the same. So we will be accountability partners on the the work-life boundary (laughs) (laughs) because I, I, you and I are just wired. I I swear we were separated at birth.
1: Do you have any health goals for this year?
0: Yes. I do. So if you know me, I am a gym rat. um, And I also track macros. So um, that has helped me I have shared in other episodes that I have struggled with eating disorders my whole life. So the macro tracking has helped me understand and learn because again, it's all about balance. Yeah, like nothing, there's no food that I can't eat. There's no like, I I will never eat cake again, or anything like that. I can fit all that. In my diet as long as it fits in the structure of my macros so those of you who don't know what macros is it's eating a balance of carbohydrate protein and fat every day so I have an app that I use it's called my Pal, if you want to check it out um, and I, I have goals for how many grams of protein I'm gonna eat every day how many grams of carbohydrates I'm gonna eat every day and how many grams of fat I'm gonna eat every day so um, it sounds like a lot of work but you plug in what you eat and then the app automatically you know, calculates it and and it'll tell you if you hit your goal for the day or if you're beyond on something. And if you go beyond and let's say, you know, I went out with my, my friend or say I, I went to Starbucks and I had my green tea frappuccino and my marshmallow dream bar and it threw me off that day. Um, then I just know the next day I don't eat as much fat because I went over my fat the day before. So it's just all about balance. Um, honestly, I'm at a point too, where I don't I, I could skip days without putting it in now because I've done it for so many years that I kind of know portion sizes and what it is. Um, but I, what, it, what it taught me with food was I was not consuming enough protein at all. And especially what with my goals, what I was trying to do in the gym, I wasn't gonna ever hit those goals because my nutrition was so far off. So it's kind of like I was in this cycle of, I'm doing all the work in the gym, I'm doing all the work in the gym, but I wasn't doing the work in the kitchen to actually hit the goals that I was trying to hit in the gym. So, I mean, it's very similar to the same things we deal with in the office, right? We think that we tell our patients A, B, C, and D, and then they don't get healthy and everyone's frustrated because we're not really doing it correctly. And that's, so it's really helped me with, um, you know, having more of that balance. And it's really repairing my relationship with food. I've learned that like, you know, do I fall back and have emotional eating times? Yes, but it's definitely not like I used to binge eat all the time. Like whenever I was stressed, my go-to was to binge eat. And I don't do that. any. Like I won't say anymore, but I do it like where I used to probably do it a couple times a month. I probably do it maybe a couple times a year at this yeah. point. So my goal is to really eliminate binge eating from my life.
1: Yeah. I'd like um, to do it every day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I can help you, my friend. I mean, yeah, I could definitely help you. With at least setting you up if you wanted to start tracking. Your
1: I am. Um, I'm trying to. I got myself an exercise bike for Christmas. And yes, this goes I on really, the Peloton now. Yeah, really. I haven't used it this week because we've all been sick and I've just been laying around. But I have been really enjoying it prior to this week. But my goal is to use it every day and to start prioritizing time to be healthy because I've stopped being like. You know, I was always like, oh, but I've got to get this done and this done and this done. And so it goes back to that work goal as well. As I said, it was kind of work and, and everything goal is that finding that balance so I do have time to exercise each day and just be healthy and, and you know, and be there for my kids as long as I can and, and, and be healthier. You know, and also, like, I suppose COVID kind of made me realise that uh, the more unhealthy you are, the more you get hit by something like this. So, you know, yeah. the more healthy, you know, obviously some fit and healthy people get hit really hard but we do know if you've got comorbidities and especially reading that heart attack gene book, you know, how mm-hmm. we like. I sorry, read the heart attack gene. And if you've been to the webinar on healthcare hygienists with um, Melissa and I, we spoke about that book on there. And I think we've spoken about it on the podcast before, but it is a really good book. We're not associated with them at all, but you can grab it on Amazon. And we would
0: love to go to your preceptorship <laughs> and get a scholarship, <laughs> PT Dubs, if you're listening.
1: <laughs> I was really unhappy with my, score and risk factors right what it was is it's not that I have really high numbers of anything yet but it highlighted that I had a lot of risk factors in my lifestyle in the not exercising enough drinking too much soft drink um you know lots of like there were lots of things and what was really evident when I did the quiz was all of my risks were easily modified yeah they were lifestyle problems So I was really lucky I wasn't coming with a genetic issue. I'm not coming with things that I can't change. I'm coming with things with I'm a bit overweight. I'm drinking too much soft drink. I'm not exercising enough. And they're all things that if I get my work life balance a little bit better, that I can modify them and I'm not grabbing a Coca-Cola because I'm tired and I'm still up at eleven, then I'm getting up at five. Like you know, like I need to just try and make sure I get a bit more sleep and, and balance things so that I'm not grabbing, I'm not sugar craving in the afternoon and, and binge eating because I want some energy. And then also having that time to work out because before I just physically didn't have the time in some days. So I'm trying to get yeah. myself a bit better that I'm actually having more time for me. And that's probably one of the other downside of COVID is, is that because I haven't been holidaying, because we haven't been going out, it's been really easy just to get stuck in a rotten house of just working nonstop.
0: Yes. Yeah. There's no boundary. Plus being, if you're working from home, there's even less of a boundary. Yeah.
1: So, so that makes it harder too. So yeah. So setting some more scheduling for my health and making sure, and look, I've really enjoyed the riding actually. Um, it's been fun and I can definitely notice a difference in my fitness already from it. So I'm, I'm really enjoying it. So mine is to stay on track with that and to, to come back and do that um, heart risk in a couple of months and have that yeah. number is, what that, I, and
0: so that that's amazing because that brings you to like a measurable part yeah. of that goal, you yeah. know, to see okay, yeah, I made this change and look at what's changed as a result. So I'm also reading Atomic Habits by James Clear. I think his last name is. Hold on. When I say reading, I use Audible, so. <laughs>
1: I can't stay like, awake when I put Audible on. It's like someone's reading to me and I like just want to, like, curl up and obviously. go to sleep.
0: I'll do it most of the time, like, when I'm commuting. I'll
1: listen to it while I'm commuting. I definitely can't do it in the car. You'll fall asleep, John. Like, I'm like, no, no. I love podcasts in the car and I'm a big uh, true crime junkie. Oh, yes. So I love true crime. So I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts in the car as well. I have to have multiple people talking on a podcast. If it's one person, I'm like falling asleep. I like, I'm like, no, it can't do it. And the and yeah, the audible. I'm like, you might as well just wrap me up and sing me a lullaby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, that that book, I just started it, and I've also read The Power of Habit, which I think I have in my bookshelf. But um, so I like these habit books because it shows you that like a tiny change will precipitate more change in your life. And, and that's a very cool thing personally, but it's also a cool thing to bring into your operatory because this is again, where our impact is so much bigger than we even can realize, because if you can get a patient to take better care of their mouth, because it's self care, that can precipitate more changes in their life where they take better care of their, like, and the same thing, we have this impact. We're speaking about nutrition and bringing more nutrition information into our operatories. You know, that can impact someone's life. Huge. Like, there's just, like, compounding interest to that. So that's, that's like, that's, again, that that helps you as a clinician key purpose in, in your work feel like what you do makes a difference. It has, it does have a really big impact on patients' lives and it's just, you know, looking at the, um, the way we message things to people. And um, I'm hoping this year I've been talking to Miranda Beeson to do a course in badass hygiene on disc. Yeah, um, Erica Spring is also really well educated in disc um, and she's got, she's putting some education up there this year too. Um, so like, DISC really is helpful to just help under help you as a clinician understand how do I message this so that my patient receives it right because not everybody receives messaging the same way so um, (laughs) i very
1: eye-opening when I did it so one thing that I found really interesting about DISC was um I did it at a course and they said to me what what are you like you, like here, this is what the D, what the I, what the S and what the C means. These well, are
0: Explain what they all mean. Yeah. It's not every Yeah.
1: So D is really driven, that direct communicator. And so it's quite funny because I'll tell you the stories of it. I said, I'm an S, which is social. You're chatty catty. Like, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I am a lot of, and I said, I, and because someone, the person giving the test said, oh, I would have always guessed you're a D. I said a D. For dick, like, I don't (laughs) like, like, honestly, like, because I thought of that very A personality, that direct, that straight to the point, blah blah. Anyway, we do the test. Guess who's a D? (laughs) D. And I'm like, oh, oh, wow. So, like, I'm an interesting D, I've got a lot of S at play. Yes, yes. But I'm definitely a D in work mode. I can be very focused, very direct. I can be a bit of a blunt communicator sometimes, I realised. And I didn't even actually realise that I was so blunt because I am just, we need to do this, this and this. And I don't get yeah. very emotionally involved when it's work. So I'm just like yeah. this and this. And then someone will come I'm like, why do you care about that? Just get it done. Like, Yeah. And yeah. It, it made me learn about, the people actually find that rude. And um, where well, I don't know, like if someone directly communicates with me, I'm fine. I'm like, yep, okay, whatever. I'd rather know. Um, yeah. I find people that dance around subjects; it drives me insane. I'm like, just say what you want to say. Yeah,
0: get it out.
1: Yeah, Come. get it out. Yeah. Get it out. Time for yeah, but I'm learning that people like small talk in work situations, and I've had to learn to do it. I seriously was someone that would write an email and wouldn't even say hello. I just put dot points. Of what I, oh my gosh,
0: I go back and rewrite emails all the time because I write my point and then I'm like, oh, you should be nice. Like, hi, how are you? How's your family? Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: not that I don't care. I just get in a work. You're just getting word. it done. And I'm like, boom, 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 boom. And then it's like so tap, off. a lot that I needed. I was quite good with making sure I did that with patients. But outside of patients, I kind of didn't put the thought into it all the time. And I realized that as a D personality, I actually have to put thought into communication more. Um I wanted mean, to
0: make that distinction because I didn't think you were referring to like your communication style with patients. I thought no, you were my referring to like interest. Yeah, like your your co-workers in the office. Yeah. Yeah.
1: In in the patient in the inside the actual dental surgery, I've learned to be a chameleon. And I, I change like my personality depending on the patient. And Absolutely. so I'm very different in there. But then when you walk out the back, we might be in the stereo room or in the office or or I'm, you know, working in something else I can be very abrupt I suppose and I didn't even realize and it wasn't coming from a place of abruptness or rudeness but my whole just this needs to be done and I don't care about making small talk at the moment because I'm just because I'm so busy all the time and I'm trying to oh, do a hundred yeah. things I'm so like boom 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 Great. and people Great. don't appreciate my whirlwind direct <laughs> like just get it yeah. done
0: I don't care how you do it. I just need this done. I don't yeah. need a dissertation on how you're going to do it. I just need it done. Yeah. Thank you. Moving on.
1: Yeah. So I like <laughs> yeah. that people don't appreciate that. And, so, and right. then it's quite interesting because outside of work, I'm not so D. I'm more S. You know, like when you hear me on the podcast, you're probably thinking, what, she's just so chatty. She's definitely an S.
0: Yeah. So, like, I'm the girl that my husband's, like, Let's go from the party. And it's like 30 minutes later, I'm still saying goodbye to everyone. Cause it's like, Oh, I was so good to see you. And then we start a new conversation. He's like, yeah. dude, let's like, he's at the door waiting. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny how, and I find it hard to take tests like that because like, I start to overanalyze my answers too. And I'm like, but I'm a little bit of all of this, you know, but then it comes out and it's, it's mindless. I was like a DS or a DIS or I forget exactly. Cause it was a while ago that I took it, but um, <clears throat> it's just very interesting. And I I'm very grateful too. When I was a baby hygienist um, I had a doctor who he had a really bad motorcycle accident. He was out for a long time and he was like, Hey, you're new and I'm sitting here at home doing nothing. So I want you to come here and I'm going to do some training for you. And he gave me this book called it's like the golden rule. And I read it and it was, it was, um, you know how like when you're little, like your parents used to say, do unto others as you would have done to you, but, and that's the golden rule, but the golden rule book was teaching like, that's not how people, like what you want done to you is maybe not what somebody else wants done yes. to them. So it was, it was really cool at that stage in the game to have somebody open my mind to that because I like, I look back at some of the things I said and did. As a younger hygienist and i want to throw up like i would like to go back to that patient and be like i'm sorry i was an uneducated asshole back then because i kind of like bullied you and made you feel bad about what was going on in your mouth and that was not the way to handle the situation and like you know but again i can't sit here and and beat myself up about what i did in the past i can only learn from it and do better because my commitment is to grow and, and and do the best i could do And you know what, at that time, maybe there was something for both myself and that patient to learn in that communication. So, you know, I I can, I'm at the point now in my career where I can admit it and say it out loud and and own it. And, and that's okay too. And if I can help somebody else, maybe skip over that struggle and not do the same, then that's what this platform's about. That's what you and I want to do.
1: Yeah. And I think that's, you know, I'm constantly learning about my communication style and the way that I communicate and maybe the way I project something and the way they perceive they just aren't the same thing sometimes and and so like you know I'm learning a lot more and how other people want to have be communicated with and stuff like that and it's been a great thing to learn about because like you said it helps so much with patients and learning their communication style and how they want to hear things and how you want to size up a room and then quickly you know once you learn a lot about disc I quickly size people up now and straight away I'm like they're this yeah. Oh, it. Mean, like I need like to from opening, opening the door,
0: you know, like you can even start from opening the door, and just by their body language, you can kind of yeah. start reading things too. When you have that element of education with that, so it is pretty interesting. Yeah, but it's um, I don't know. I feel like it. It like that's definitely a training that crosses over into your personal life. So yeah, it's gonna it's gonna help you on both levels because like it, it just helps you communicate. And You know, with your family, even like just yeah. if, there's a, if there's an issue, because I feel like all the things we know and we, we utilize in work, we don't always cross over. Like we get, have that emotional tie when it comes to our family. And, um, you know, we never make an intelligent decision when we're in a high emotional place. So it, it definitely helps. Like if you can take a breath and like, okay, what do I know about my training with patients? Let's yeah. use that here now, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it will cross over and check the boxes of both personal and professional. So is there any
1: way you want to travel to in 2022?
0: Um, it looks like I'm going to be doing a lot of traveling in
1: 2022. <laughs> no, but, but, but fun travel, not work. Fun travel. So,
0: um, I'm hoping my husband doesn't listen anymore because the initial, um, you know, Oh, my wife has a podcast. I'll check it out and support her is probably faded. So, um, i really want to uh take him to bermuda for our our anniversary because we hit 20 years during covid and we didn't really yeah yeah. i married my high school sweetheart um so we didn't really get to celebrate it the way we wanted to and um we went to bermuda for our honeymoon so i'd really like to take him to bermuda
1: wow i've never been and that would be an amazing place to go but very cool to go twenty years in between and see how, it is, how different it is. Different it is.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. How about you, Miss World Traveler? I know you love to go um, everywhere.
1: Yeah, I think getting off this island is a main goal. <laughs> 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 On a holiday, I actually am hoping, depending COVID pending, to travel to Europerio in Copenhagen in June. And if that goes ahead, then I'd like to tack on a week holiday somewhere at the same time um, really? and go somewhere new. I actually, Israel is really high on my list to go visit, but they've shut their borders again, so I don't know. Or, um, you know, just float around in the Med Sea in Greece or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's the bucket list. I'd love to. I've never been to Greece. I'd love to go to Greece. But um, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. And I'm going to come over and visit you at some stage, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. I mean, I have to figure out how I can sedate my husband and take him to Australia. <laughs> that plane ride. Um, he, one of his friends went once and he told him a nightmare story about the plane ride over there. So, and he's he's not a good flyer to begin with.
1: So, it's fine. Australians are used to it. We're like, oh, because Hawaii from here is only like 10 hours. And someone said to me in, a, in Hawaii, gee, that's a long flight. I was like, eh, no, that's like the shortest flight we can do. Like, it's fine. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right, right. Yeah, Yeah, I was complaining about a six hour flight the other day, so I can't even imagine. Yeah, I
1: was like, ah, it's fine. You watch some movies. Yeah, I actually worked on one of the ways I worked on presentations and realized when we got there, I was like, oh my God, it's been 10 hours? Wow, I've got a heap of work done.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that is the good thing when you're like, laptop open and you're like, okay, good. I have this like uninterrupted ability to work right now.
1: And you can't get any emails, so it's
0: amazing. (laughs) Oh, it is amazing. Yeah, no one's, because I that's my problem so okay so this is a goal that i want to work on this year i have a really hard time doing a task and my husband said this too he's like even down to you like if you're cleaning the house you like get distracted by something and then do another task and then come back to that one and it looks like complete chaos to someone else but to me it's like i I got it but i do like i kind of go into these rabbit holes like something leads me to this and then something leads me to that and then I don't work as efficiently as I could be because I get stuck in this like, like I just go down this hole. Especially with, I'm researching something, yeah. if I'm researching something and I find an article and I read that article and then I click on a link to another article. Then all of a sudden, ten articles in, I'm into something that's totally off topic, still interesting, but I don't know how to like parking lot that and go back to the original task. So that's something I need to work on this year.
1: Yeah, I I need to work on that as well. <laughs> it's like my brain just keeps going, I get, I get totally squirrel, excited. oh And I think all the listeners know that from listening to us on this podcast. And what oh my gosh, I know. come back and go, <laughs> <laughs> so that's actually how Melissa's in my brain is like all day, not even just for an it's like all day, like
0: right. Like, oh look at this, <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, isn't this super interesting? Oh wait a second, that's not what you're here to do. Like,
1: <laughs> funny, I'm a little um, TikTok obsessed, right? So. My thing is, like, when I when I just want to like chill out for like twenty minutes and just get my brain to stop, I love scrolling through TikTok, right? And I yeah. and I was watching a video the other day actually, and they're like, "Are you an adult female with ADHD?" and they're like talking about all the symptoms. I was like, I feel attacked. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I was like, oh no, 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 this sounds way too much like me. Let's move on. <laughs> That's so funny well I'm in quarantine for a couple more days and the better I'm feeling the more I'm like maybe I should do a TikTok dance
0: (laughs) you know what total totally to be totally honest with you I ordered like the lights and a backdrop and everything with my goal to be setting I wanted to have it set up before the end of the year so January I could start making TikTok videos and it's all still in the box
1: (laughs) oh I wasn't going to be that good I was just like maybe my son and I can learn some TikTok dances and we can laugh together
0: oh my gosh we've my I've done those with my kids you know what my daughter does to see here we go squirrel um but it's really funny story that I want to share she will record my husband at any given like random moment like we could just be talking at dinner or like he's in the living room talking about something it doesn't matter what like on the beach and my husband likes to say things just for like shock value, like there's no meaning behind it. Like he, he just says weird, weird random things just to see how people react. That's his brand of crazy. So um, she so she's like going around documenting this. And you know, teenagers always have a phone in their hands, so you have no idea what they're doing. So she records him, But as she's recording him, she puts all these weird filters on his head. So like, sometimes it's a moose. Sometimes it's talking broccoli. Yeah, and sometimes it's a talking strawberry head. Like, all these crazy things. So she's she's created a whole montage of these clips of him with these random things on his head. And she posted it um, on her TikTok a while ago. And she's like, here you go. You're welcome.
1: Yeah, Dad <laughs> might go viral.
0: <laughs> he might. He might go viral. You never know. But, like it's just so funny what these kids can do and then there's my son he's like making his snowboard edits like him and his friends record each other while they're snowboarding and they have this like little video clip of all the jumps that they're doing and everything makes me like want to throw up when I see how high in the air he goes but you know he's loving it and having a good time so
1: my son's really into watching YouTube at the moment and he watches oh, really? video games I find that so bizarre
0: my kids went through that phase too, like when Minecraft was a big deal. Oh, that's
1: when they to Minecraft.
0: Were, they were probably about Ari's age when they went yeah. through this phase. Where they, so it, it, was, it is weird, and then like I would go, they would be down there playing, and I'd hear this like weird random person's voice, and I'm like, "What are you guys listening to?" The like, oh, Snappy something. He had like this weird name, Snappy 104. He's teaching us how to build this, and. It was like some adult man, like, hey, yeah. this is how you build on Minecraft. And I'm like, this is just really weird. Like, let me check yeah. this dude out. Like, is he putting anything weird on the no, I know. Like, I, know I
1: Why is this But it's just Minecraft. had to play Minecraft. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. He'll grow out of it. But, yeah. like, they definitely had, they did that for a while. But it was really cute because they had, they built this whole little land together. And they, they. They were like having a good time together. So I kind of miss that because now they're angsty teenagers. Um, And so
1: we talk a lot about books that we're reading that are dental related. Like you're reading a book at the moment. and I've been, you know, I'm reading several books. Are you reading anything for pleasure? I'm very bad at that. Very, very bad
0: at that. Um, So no, I'm not. How about you?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm reading a book called The Gift of Fear. And okay. um it's written by an XFBI behavioralist. Like Ooh. and um it talks and the whole book is about learning to trust your gut instincts. Interesting. And how we've turned our bodies off to listening to it to be polite and to do the right thing. And because we don't want to upset yeah. people and stuff like that. And the whole book is about Actually, if you have that feeling that I shouldn't do that, you probably shouldn't do it. Yeah. And that's stop incredible. doing something because you want to be polite or, you know, oh, we'll go with that person because I don't want to offend them or stuff like that. So it's very interesting that there's some interesting scenarios where people have listened to their guts and they talk about it. And then, like, there was this police officer and he went to a service station, like to a gas station, and he was going in to buy something. And when he got to the front door, he just said no and walked out. He was off duty and he just walked out and decided not to go in there and just got back in his car. He just had had this gut feeling he shouldn't walk in. And ten minutes later there was an armed robbery there and everyone was shot inside.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. You just gave me the chills.
1: Well, they talked about the book that there's actually more science to it because what they were saying is is that the brain is like a supercomputer. Like we mm -hmm. can't build a computer as good as our brain. Right. And what's happened is is from his years of being a police officer, because the armed robber was actually already in there and he didn't know, what they said mm-hmm. is he's walked in and he's read people's faces that are in there. That brain has computed it all that this is an unsafe environment, leave. But the brain is so fast that you don't even know what that brain's, like, processed. Right. But it just tells you don't but right, right. so fast you haven't realized all the motions it's gone through all the memories it's pulled up all the things that it's thinking about and and analyzing and you just get this don't feeling and that's why it's so easy for us in society to say no i'll push that down i'm being silly yeah yeah i don't want to you know and especially in other situations with oh, i don't want to offend that person so i'm going to go with them or i'm going to do this or i'm going to do that so it's quite an interesting right. book i i found out about it off another podcast and um yeah, I just thought it is interesting about that, like, gut feeling and um, learning yeah. to listen to like, your intuition a bit more and, you know, going yeah. – you know, when you get that gut feeling like, oh, maybe this isn't a good idea, should I take this job or I should take this job or, you know, like but listening to that a little bit more and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, that's, that's very cool. And it's funny because, like, <clears throat> I've done some training with that too and, like, I've learned um, that, like, your brain is, is – like your primitive brain is designed one way and the way your cognitive decisiveness goes, like it's very much in line with what you're saying. So it's really.
1: No, it's a very interesting book. I'm not very good at reading socially either, but it was a goal of mine to read a (laughs) book for pleasure and not just be work-orientated reading. Because I used to read for pleasure all the time and I stopped. And so now I'm like, I want to get back to like just having some downtime and reading for just, just (laughs) for fun.
0: Yeah. So would you consider Atomic Habits then like a pleasurable reading
1: book? Because I am reading that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm thinking more like, um, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey.
1: <laughs> I've never read that. <laughs> I think I would like, it's not my style. <laughs> I did read that. I did read all of them.
0: So that's um, to me, that's like pleasure, like junkie. Yeah. There's... There's nothing but entertainment coming out of reading. Well,
1: see, my real guilty pleasure is I like to watch shows that are aimed when I really want to chill out. I like watching like shows that are aimed at teenagers. Oh my gosh, so do I, and I feel almost like gross for wanting to watch. Yeah, them. like, like I lo- um, did you watch P.S. I Love You that movie on Netflix? No, I will have. It's asking. like aimed at seventeen-year-olds. It's like their version of like Pretty and Pink. Loved okay. it. <laughs>
0: So it's funny when we sit down, my husband and I to watch a movie. I, I'm so drawn to those, but I'm almost embarrassed to say. And he's like, they're like our kids age. Why do you want to yeah. watch
1: them? Yeah. Like, so like, <laughs> love it. Never ever have I. It's like a series on Netflix mit- written by Mindy Kaling, Definitely aimed at 17 year olds. Loved it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My kids were Absolutely. watching The Outer Banks and I was just sitting
1: there with them. I'm like, this is great. <laughs> I just watched um, Explicit Language Coming. Up. I think it's called like the Sex lives of College Girls or something.
0: <laughs> it was hilarious.
1: It was hilarious. Again, definitely aimed at 20 years younger than me. Yeah. But it's just so mind, like, no thinking. Yes.
0: That's and- why I love watching reality TV, too, because – and I only watch – like, I'll watch The Real Housewives of New Jersey, basically just to see, like, oh, yeah, I know where that is, you know, because I really could care less about any of them. No offense, ladies. I thought you will ever be listening to this podcast, but just saying, um, <clears throat> you know, like it, it's just, and and just to see how silly the things they value are. Yeah, it kind of makes me feel like okay, like it's just like like you said, it's mindless. And I'll yeah. just like, do that holding laundry. I'll put some stupid mindless thing on TV, and it just like it makes me happy.
1: I find well, that I you need I it, especially, like, yeah. if you're, like, an, you know, getting back on track to the subject as people are like, oh, my God, we just know what random television tablet from Melissa like to watch now. But I think it's right. important that you have some time. may not be every day. might be just once a week or something, but where you just do something where your brain can chill. And so it may not be watching something trashy on television like it is for me where I just want to, like, lay down and just go, oh, I'm just going to have some time out. It yeah. may be that you knit or you garden or you do something oh, yeah. yeah but I think it's important for everybody to have something where it's just relaxing to do like I actually quite like painting and um in lockdown I did a lot of like online painting classes and stuff like that
0: oh, it's nice cool.
1: just to go like this is totally not anything work-related I don't have to get it finished if I don't want to like you know it's, right. just, it's just for pleasure and, um, I think that's important for everybody to have because you need that switch off time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like your brain, it's exercise for your brain in a different way. Yeah. I like the refinished furniture. I like to find junky pieces or if somebody throws it out and it's on the side of the road. I'll yeah. be that person that picks it up. And my husband's yeah. always yelling at me that there's like five pieces of random furniture in the garage and yeah. I don't always get through it really right away. Yeah. So then, then that's a whole nother conversation, but. Um, I love to repurpose furniture. Like my neighbor was going to buy new bedroom furniture. I was like, don't do it. Let me paint it for you. And she's always like, I love my furniture. And it's like good quality. Like they don't make furniture like this anymore, Yeah, you know, but I love to give it like a new, new life. Like when we put an addition on our house, um, a couple of years ago, and that's how I furnished the whole place. Like we we doubled the square footage in our home. And I was like, "I, I, I don't have money now to buy all new furniture. So I found pieces that people were throwing out and I gave them new life. So it's it's fun. It's it's real, it, it does. I put my music on and it's just and I just do yeah. it and it relaxes my brain.
1: Yeah, I I love think it. it's really important. Everyone find, it'll be different for every single person. Absolutely. You need to find something that relaxes your brain and just right. gives you some downtime, you know. And yeah, for some people it'll be gardening. I kill anything I touch. So
0: Me too. I set out with there. very good intention.
1: Yeah, same. <laughs> <little
0: cautious. clears throat> How about um, meditating? Do you are you into doing that? Like, do you have you have interested? Are you,
1: excuse me, Candice? I've tried. Interested. In- I, I find meditating very difficult because mm-hmm. I, I have actually been trying to do it more, like for smaller periods of time, because I definitely. Yeah. When I've, like, watched speakers at conferences that come in that are really successful, they all talk about having this daily, like, starting the day with some meditation and, and setting the day right and starting like that. But I find it very hard to relax my brain in meditation like that, and that's why I think watching something on trashy TV is good for me because I still have to think a little bit. And yeah. so it stops the background noise of my brain just going non. Yes. And I found with meditation it's difficult for me to get my brain to just stop um yeah. but it's definitely something I'm working on because I definitely think that it has huge benefits I'm I just think. not good
0: at it I think that I'm in the same exact boat as I voted you <clears throat> and I think that if I was consistent with it the squirrelness that we both describe of our brain might be better yeah because it's you know there's this just how I can describe it for me is that there's this constant influx of thoughts that keep just popping in and they're very distracting. So it's like, imagine you're in the library trying to read a book and somebody's just yelling in your ear, random things (laughs) that's kind of how my brain operates. And from what I've learned with meditation, that that's supposed to give your brain the tools to say no. Yeah. I'm sure right now. And it really helps your focus. So I actually downloaded an app uh, called Flow Lab and I paid for the year. I haven't used it as much as I should, but it gives you um, every day you're supposed to start the day with like, and you can choose. You could do like a five minute, a 12 minute, a 15 minute kind of thing. So that's definitely one of my goals. I want to really do that. And you know, if I do it before I even get out of bed in the morning.
1: Yeah, well, I actually, for my son, because he um, is still at eight, is very difficult to get to sleep at night. Yeah. And he's one of those kids that gets up, like, 27 times and needs a drink and something to eat. and Essentially, he just wants me to lay there with him and stroke his hair until he falls asleep, but he wants to do that for, like, two hours. And I'm like, dude, like, this is a lot. (laughs) Um, And so... (laughs) Um, I actually used an app called Headspace and they've got like meditation sections and I've been playing them for him at night to go to sleep with. And he listens to it and concentrates and actually falls asleep quite quickly. Um, And, yeah, so it's really, and that's when I was kind of like, wow, that really works quite well with just, I suppose, getting his brain to turn off and calm down and relax and and do things. It actually is a good book as well. Um, that I read ages ago. It's called Lights Out,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and it's about artificial lights and how they rewire our brains. Oh, yeah, the
0: blue Um, light
1: and all that. And obviously our screens and the blue lights are quite bad, but even just the lights that we use and how um, our body works on rhythms and as it gets dark it knows to calm down. But because we light the house so much and do all this stuff, it doesn't calm our brains down. And um, it was actually recommended to me at a dental conference and that's why I read it because to talk to patients about good sleep hygiene um, and the importance of that for healing and stuff like that. And so um, I think that's another really good book if anyone's looking for a book to read this year called Lights Out. But definitely finding ways to calm my brain down, I think, because I overstimulate it.
0: Oh, God, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So... To kind of wrap not this not up, <laughs> um, we would love to hear, you know what what goals are yeah. out there for you on the horizon this year. Um, so definitely, you know, when we post about this on Instagram, have a little chat in the comment section. Let us know what your plans are for the year. Um, <clears throat> we'd love to to hear from you guys. We have we we've had a lot of requests for people to come onto the podcast and, we are going to be reaching back out to you in the very near future and getting things scheduled. Um, thank you for your patience because we, we have some incredible people that wanna share what they do and, and we're excited to do that with you. Uh, but we just, because we, we, we take on a lot, us and we needed to, to take a little pause for a minute and reset. And here we are back at it again. So we are excited. We have a lot of great things um, for this season coming your way. A lot of incredible people Uh, doing a lot of awesome stuff so we can't wait to share that with you all but yeah please hit us up on on instagram send us messages um if you don't want to talk publicly in comments you could dm us um we'd love to hear from you we'd love to hear how things are going in your operatory with your professional and personal goals um let us know how we can help you know in any way we're here for you to support you we love our sisters and brother hygienists so we want to be here to to just you know we're better together so we want to help help in any way
1: we can Awesome. So, let's start twenty twenty two off with a bang, hey? Let's COVID missed some curveballs, but it doesn't mean that we can't, you know, still have an amazing year.
0: Absolutely. Everything is what you put into it. So, feed feed yourself what you need to be the best version of you, and just get out and tackle it because everything is figure outable. See you later. Hey, thank you again so much for tuning into the Disrupting Dentistry podcast. We love to hear from you viewers and we love that you join us for our episodes. Please make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts.
1: And leave us a review. We love reading reviews from all over the world. It's one of the things that actually makes all the hard work feel really worth it when we get to see which episodes you're enjoying or some feedback that you give. So leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or write something on our Facebook or our Instagram page. We'd love to hear from you. And thanks so much for listening.
0: Keep on disrupting.